0: Hello and welcome to technically the final French Football Weekly of the season. More about the technical in a moment. And I can confirm we are the podcast that is delighted to say we've signed a new deal and we're going nowhere until someone offers us a lot of money. Moving on, my name is Chris. I am your host. And once again, then there were two. It's just me and Phil. Hi, Phil. How are you doing? Hello. I am well. Good stuff. I'm not sure Jez is well we'll we'll come on to that don't, don't worry people he's fine but i mean he might have crawled into the sofa as uh, as a result of the events <laughs> on friday night which don't worry we'll get there but uh oh, jez will be boy, will we. yeah he'll be a very happy jez or a very cheesed off jez so one way or the other but we'll come on to that there's the teaser but uh this po- podcast is really going to be focused on just drawing a line and under the league our season, in terms of what happened at the weekend, and we are going to dip into league dirt as I mentioned. So, Phil, let's start with league art then, and we're going to start at the top and work our way down. So, mm. it would be, be remiss of us to not mention the champions. We did mention, obviously, that PSG wrapped oh. up the title last week, but they went out in true PSG fashion by blowing oh. a two-goal lead at home and losing to Clermont. um That
1: was squib. like the dampest squib before they set off the actual squibs yeah. for, for the party at the Parc des Princes. And they lost 3-2 to Clermont, but Clermont also had a goal disallowed, which was marginal, That's and brilliant. a penalty miss. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, a really 5-2. fabulous end to the season for the champions. But they got to you know, uh, have their their party. Um, I don't know if you saw this, um, if UK TV showed this, but um, they got two young players who I think are only under nines to help bring out the trophy with a former player. Um, it's quite a heavy trophy. It's quite large. They were clearly struggling, even with the help of, uh, the other player and it was kind of like get on with it get on with it because they're going to drop it in a minute if they can't take it forward it was quite um, awkward watching a lot of that but you have to say there were massive um, tributes paid to Socio Rico obviously yeah. here I understand is still in hospital we mentioned this last week after his accident back in Spain Um They paid huge tribute. All of them were wearing um, shirts with his name on the back. And, yeah, that was something that shows you this is a club of people and the fans and players rather than just the juggernaut. And I thought that was very well done, obviously, because everyone is still really... um, pulling for him and hoping everything is going to be okay. Yeah, it's kind
0: of a classy touch from uh, a team that doesn't always get labelled with uh, the words classy very often, I think it's fair to say.
1: Well, I think they don't always hit the right note, but here, when it was serious, they did. And yeah. that's, that tells you something, which yeah. I think was uh, very important.
0: Agreed, agreed, and uh,
1: I think I think it's fair to say
0: we, we said at the start of the pod, by the way, we're we're gonna we'll touch on all the players disappearing and managers coming and going. There is one we're going to mention in a bit, but we'll we'll touch on all that stuff over the summer when it happens because there's a lot of speculation about PSG. We do know that obviously Messi has gone or officially has gone now. Uh, Sergio Ramos has gone, so that it's kind of an end of an era thing Out there
1: during the, the Ligue league dirt multiplex, which mm. I thought was. One of those
0: situations where they don't yeah. It's it's a it's a sort of a weird old time for PSG. They they looks like they're already in, in the market for signings as well, so there's obviously gonna be a lot of change over the summer, but um to win the title by one point in the end, I think, is a mark of how average a season they have had. And uh yeah, I don't think it's gonna be one that's gonna go down in the annals of time as one of their greatest. Um and we do have to give a nod to Lance, who finished second on 84 points as I to say just a point back. Um their result had ramifications at the other end of the table. So we might touch on that in a second, but they did beat Alsaya by uh, by two goals to one. Uh, three goals to one, sorry. No, well, it was three-one, wasn't it? Yeah. Looking at Mr. Goal there. Um just uh, oh, so think, did Lecker. Yeah, oh god, um, that was that was not a good moment for him, was it? Um <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll touch on Alsaya in a minute, but We've kind of we've kind of given them their, their flowers. Uh, Francais has, has had a wonderful season, and as have the uh, the Lons players. But it's not the time, really, is it, for them to look at who stays, who goes? It's all about the fact that they're into the Champions League. They finished second. Yeah. They were what nine points clear of Marseille in the end, which we'll come on to with them in a minute. But yeah, just just a wonderful season for Lens and should yeah. be heralded.
1: And, and if you look at keep uh, put out their the keep of the season. Mm. Yesterday, five lost players, three defenders, Samed, and a pender. Yeah. And I think that tells you a lot about just what a surprise this was, apart from anything else, because there were no OM players. So some people are cross about that. And the only OL player was Lopez in goal, who frankly didn't though. end the season well. Mm. Um, so it really, that was uh, very interesting to see that some of the players, Danso and Nadine, um Frankowski, who we love, but also getting some love, who were so important because as the best defence, only 29 conceded, you've got to go to Nice on 37 and Rennes on 39 to get the others. Right. They were fabulous, so it was um, kind of important that they showed that. But yes, as you said, with the um, the goal, looks uh, scored against them was Lecker doing. I think Montpellier um, keeper did it a couple of weeks ago, but Lecker just tried to throw it out and managed to throw it behind him by mistake. And who's there? Baya Dieng, uh, neon who got the goal, that was kind of awkward and embarrassing. But there you go.
0: All it needed was the... That's all it needed, just as we to go at the ball. Kirby enthusiasm. But, yeah, absolutely well said. And there's going to be a lot of interest in those last players and it feels like the big one, but there's quite a few others that will be sniffed around. As for uh, Marseille, we mentioned Igor Tudor uh, exiting in the summer last week, but that's confirmed he is, he is parting ways. Um, he didn't even bother with a press conference after a, a final day defeat to AC Ajaxio. Of all teams, you know, I mean, they've gone oh. a long time ago, but Marseille were quite pretty
1: hopeless. Um, Because we heard after the Friday, um, apparently the mayor of Ajaxio said, just let's not play this game. Because Ajaccio were already down, OM were stuck in third, and apparently there was some awkwardness on Friday night. There's a fish festival, um, but also a lot of Bastia fans turned up apparently to make trouble. Ajaccio scored in the 88th minute from Vidal to get the win 1 0. OM are fuming but there was also some really, really unpleasant scenes surrounding that match. Um, A journalist was basically mugged for their camera equipment by some Marseille fans, but much more worrying. A young OM fan, he's called Kenzo, he's got um, brain cancer, and he was invited to the match by... I think Kabore to actually be able to see the last game of the season because he's a huge fan and he was there with his brother and his parents and they were attacked by Ajaxia fans in the stadium. Um, There's been uh, charges uh, upcoming that their Marseille shirts were taken and burned and this is obviously utterly horrible and it is just another really unpleasant way to end the season. The club has obviously condemned this, but how the hell that that was able to happen was uh, just unbelievable. Yeah. so all our best wishes to kenzo and his family um that they get out of that he was hit in the face i mean there was he's eight years old
0: yeah so he has
1: uh, special needs is that was that right no so? it's he's got he's got a brain tumor oh, okay yeah 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 so um he's been supported by marseille and so say kabore had invited him because uh, he wanted him to, you know, see Marseille play, and and that happens. Yeah. So that was, yeah, utterly fucking horrible on many, many levels. So there will be more um, issues in in the judicial process and disciplinary and everything for that, and rightly so.
0: Yeah. All that goes with it. There was some apparent racist chanting as well. Just, just horribly unsavoury. I did like um, on a a slightly more humorous note. I did did like Igor Tudor's quote in his press conference before he chose to not do the end of the season when he said managing Marseille for a season is like managing another club for five years, which is what was quite quite apt. Yeah, I think he's
1: he's not wrong there.
0: He's he's just tired, isn't he? Like, I think I think he said that. I think he said that himself. I think he was like, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just tired. I, I think he will end up managing another club, probably in Italy. But, um, yeah, all yeah. sorts of speculation going on at the moment. But, yeah, not a good end to the season for Marseille. We'll be quite happy to be at least in the Champions League qualification. Uh, stages and um, they'll be hoping that they get through that with whomever the manager may be. As for the chase for Europe, the two that got in were Ren In fourth, they go into the Europa League group stage directly and they'll be joined by um, uh, by Lille, who will go into the Europa Conference League qualifiers um, as a result of their results in the end. Uh, Ren getting a 2-1 win in a Breton Derby away at Brest and uh, Lille Doing what they needed to do, just about a one-one draw with Tua. Oh, um, well,
1: I think if you talk to Leo fans, they're fucking fuming.
0: They're not happy, are they? No, because I, th- I think they both I think expected to be in that Europa spot. And uh, I think Gib was tweeting about this as well. Yeah, I'm um, drawing a
1: to one-one with a relegated Tua is
0: not, not good luck, is it?
1: Not fabulous. So, but again. Uh, in the Legs keep teep of the season. Uh three of them are in there. Ismaili at uh left back, um, Andre and Cabela in midfield. Now I think Cabela say definitely. Um but yes it was uh an awkward evening for them um because they had been fourth going into this game and then beating uh breast away to one with double from Benjamin Bruego who I think is yeah. somebody a lot of people would have thought should have been in that equipe tip um means that they hopped over by one one point and so that's I think Ren being in there obviously our our good friend Rich will be delighted but yeah they've they're hopefully going to make a good a good fist of it, and I just hope we'll come on to maybe in later episodes that they can keep hold of the guys yeah. that got them there.
0: Especially, like you say, like Borrego, his form has really kicked on a notch mm-hmm. since Terrier got that injury, and we all hope to see the Martin Terrier back that we had last season because, in a strange way, him being out injured for such a period of time has probably stopped him from being signed by another club, you would imagine. Yeah. So he should be able to go again for Ren. And he was, people forget, he was very close to the French World Cup squad. He was bang in form before that horrible injury that he got mid-season. Um, and I, th- I think, although the fans of these respective clubs might disagree with me here, I feel like these two clubs have got into the right competitions. I think Lille Champions League would have been a step too far, and indeed for Ren. Uh, And I almost feel like Lille have got a better opportunity to go deep in the conference. And I feel like Mm. Ren have got a better opportunity to go deep in the uh, Europa League rather than Champions League.
1: I I would have, if they'd ended up the other way around, I think that would have been the best situation looking at what they could do in it.
0: Yeah, more fitting, Um,
1: yeah. But, you know, that's... Those are the breaks. So the, the thing is now they'll have to go through uh, the playoffs and not take those lightly. So make mm. sure that they do get in and they can have a fun time, like, say, West Ham. Yeah. Um, and it, to do something with it.
0: We a should- lot of- a lot of change coming as well in the summer at Lille. like okay we're not going to go too deep into it but they've released four players today four pretty big names including Jonathan Bamba so it seems like they're going to be going through quite a lot of change in the summer and um, maybe even their manager Fonseca is still being linked to other clubs so There could be quite a lot of change and uh, Europa Conference League qualification. I believe it starts in about ten minutes. So um, yeah, but I think in.
1: they only go in in the barrage. So that's the playoffs. So yeah, they don't have to do the fourteen preliminary rounds. Thank goodness. <laughs> but um, one team I just want to mention while we're kind of up there is actually Monaco. Oh, we have to mention Monaco. Yeah, yeah, they had a. Very good chance playing at home against Toulouse, mid table, whatever, had a cup win, loving it. And I was watching the multiplex where obviously you get 10 games simultaneously. And I swear to God, we did not see a peep from that game until 70 minutes when they basically went over there because they felt they had to. Mm. Nothing happened. And then I think Monaco scored, but then Toulouse ended up winning 2-1. Two, two, and they got a 94th-minute winner from Healy, who's been out most of the season. To lovely. Toulouse.
0: lovely to see So that. that
1: was lovely to see. So Toulouse have obviously had a good season with the Cup and everything, going to Europe. But Monaco really shocked me with how listless they looked three on the three losses on the spin, Leon, fair enough, Ren, eh, okay, and then to Luke. but it was just there was nothing there, really, at the end. And I think their fans are going to be really fucking unhappy about that situation because they did not show anything, anything like fight towards yeah. the end of the season. I'll
0: resist the uh, temptation to joke about all five of Monaco's fans. Um, But, um, yeah, as you rightly say, pretty poor end of the season. It's cost Philip Glen his job. He has been sacked. Um, All sorts of discussion about who might come in and whatnot. But when you look at that squad on paper, they, they shouldn't have been anywhere near even fighting for European places. They should have been up there. I mean, that squad is... There's so many young... I know they've had a lot of players leave, but so many young, talented footballers at that, in that squad yeah. and I uh, just can't help but feel that the management is probably going to be, was the issue in the end. And uh, yeah, um, as for Rhys Healy, though, lovely to see him back on the pitch because he has missed the majority of the season. People forget he was a top scorer in in league, wasn't he, when he was there. So um, he's, a, he's a, a big win to have in mm-hmm. And young Scottish, young Scottishman in goals for, for Strasbourg, so, uh, for Toulouse, sorry.
1: And I think also Sorry. with Liam, who mm. were also they were pretty much out of it and knew, but um their end of the season was not great. Um it's very seriously Charlie talking about getting the clown memes out again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost three one at Nice. Some really big to. ricks from Lopez. Yeah. Particularly yeah, the first understand. goal, but also the second, or uh, possibly the third, um, that they clearly were not up for it and didn't seem to have any desire to go out on high. Uh, interestingly, uh, Hugo Loris with the ceremonial kickoff aim mm. obviously ex-niece. So, yeah, Leon not in Europe and are going to have to do a lot uh, to get back to where they think they should be and where they possibly should be um, over the summer.
0: Yeah, a lot of, again, a lot of talent in that squad, but you feel like there's a lot that needs clearing out, and uh, uh, that's that started. Hussam has gone on a free, so uh, after being linked with some of Europe's elite, he's now wandering off into the sunset, bless him. But um, yeah, as for Leon, you do feel like a big summer ahead. Lots of changes needed, new ownership, etc. It's going to be a club to keep an eye on, I think, over the course of that. And um, yeah, Hugo Lloris making making some noises about possibly looking for a new challenge. And frankly, yeah. if you play for Spurs, who wouldn't want a new challenge? So um, yeah, uh, there is some some talk that he could end up back at Nice or indeed back at Wren, which would be very interesting. I wonder if um, Steve Mandanda is going to carry on or not. We shall see where that goes. Over the summer, um, running off the, the top 10, Claremont, we mentioned last week, rightfully given them their praise, they finished eighth, which is just a fantastic achievement for a yeah. club of that size. Um, nice, who again, finished with that win against Lyon, but um, huge surgery needed on their squad over the summer. It looks like Graham Potter might be the name they turn to, but we'll see what their owner decides to do with his summer. Because I think he's quite busy in a certain spot in Manchester at the moment. Uh, Lorient finished 10th, which I'm pretty chuffed with overall, I think. Um, although there is some Double talk
1: that... from Roman Favre.
0: Yes, who so I think it's fair to say won't be at Lorient and certainly won't be at Lyon next season. So I think he's put himself firmly in the shop window. And some discussion that Reggie Lebris is is attracting some other French teams, indeed Nice being one of them, about his managerial services. I hope not. Because uh, we've just found a good one. Don't let it let him go after one season. And then uh, into the sort of mid table i don't want to say obscurity uh, but uh um, it, it kind of is a bit isn't it montpellier,
1: montpellier came from behind and actually won this they time did.
0: yeah the i'm happy the so
1: this is the battle for the arsenal targets yeah um, indeed all, all went ahead players. through balagan um and then and well he scored two and Nordin got the third as Montpellier yeah, won three one. Very happy. Yeah. Very did
0: happy. you see um did you see Teji's end of season stats? It was something like sort of ten goals, four red cards, five yellows. And it's just like
1: <laughs> No, just... he he is born of our own. He's local. It's... He lives just over the road. I mean, yeah. this is fine. That's what he does. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> this is what he does, yeah. Um, and only does seem to be the name on everyone's lips,
1: uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, rightly so, yeah, absolutely, I mean, yeah. Probably should have won the UNFP, um, best young player, oh, 100%. absolutely fabulous first full senior season, yeah, 17 goals, and he's just really, really good. But I do agree with Gib. I think he needs to stay in Ligue 1, mm. one, more, one more season. Only it will hurt to playing elsewhere in Ligue 1 and not at Montpellier, but mm. better that than sending him out to the, the Wolves. Yeah. Not actual Wolves. Yeah, probably, actual Wolves. Yeah, oh you know, the media Wolves, and, Any, wolves anywhere and wolves. stuff like that. I s- yeah. I
0: s- I kind of feel like as much as I'd like him at Arsenal, and I would, but that's my sort of watching him most weeks bias and that. That's kind of my, it's got my my Arsenal head on because of that, the French links. I'd love to see him, but I do tend to agree. I think the only one that might be worth keeping an eye on is the Bundesliga, because it looks like yeah. Lois Lependa is attracting interest from Dortmund, and then that creates a merry-go-round, because I think Rollo Colomwani is likely to go to Bayern, and that frees up a space for Eintracht Frankfurt. And I feel like, why he would probably be a really good fit for a club like that. Um, So I wonder if maybe there's a potential that he could end up in the Bundesliga. But yeah, as much as I'd love to see him at Arsenal, I do wonder if it might be a season too early um, from his point of view. But um, yeah, I guess we'll see on on that one. Um, And Rams, yeah, Will still and his brother signing new contracts. So uh, they're in for a good season next year, I'd imagine. Um, down toward, further down towards the bottom Toulouse finished 13th you mentioned losing that derby finished 14th I'm sure they'll take it given their season at one point uh, Strasbourg also they'll be delighted to finish uh, clear of the drop despite the final game of the season losing to Lorient um, some fantastic pictures of that game by the way if you haven't seen them uh, Enzo we love you and we will miss you um, <laughs> down now to the key games then at the bottom yeah uh, I watched Nantes against Angers for my sins, um, and with a 1-0 win, Nantes are safe. Uh, yes. It was kind of more about the fact that Angers couldn't score, and you never expected them to score, and poor old Osser did end up losing that game to Lens, and despite losing 3-1, they tried. They gave it their all, yeah. but it was just not enough.
1: I I mean, I'm very sad to see Auxerre go, but yeah, also... Too. Thinking about not thinking about the season they've had, they got to a cup final, they were so close. And then it, you know, they have fabulous fans. Um Danny Last and Kenny Leg were up there taking taking pictures after a slightly uh, more complicated evening uh, on Friday, which we'll come on to later. But yeah, with uh Gunagel got the goal and who got the assist, who did all the work to make it happen Ludovic Blas, the man who else? Yeah. definitely not be there next season yeah. as uh, Albemarle won't be either so not stay up obviously they were absolutely delighted and you can't you can't kind of begrudge them that in any way shape or form mm. but the fact that Blas was so um, instrumental in such an important game, it will come as a surprise to absolutely no one. And yes, they they managed sixteenth by one point, and uh, a, a much better goal difference than Auxerre. It has to be said, even if I had been uh, points equal. But that was that was a game where. Like I say, with the multiplex, it was basically going from non-talks there, non-talks there, non-talk. Anything that happened, they were yeah. cutting, um, because that was so important in in what was going to happen. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens next season. I think they have to really uh, uh, do something to get themselves. Back up the table, uh, but um, it was uh, a good game. Okay, so yeah, I that just, I... is the so down. We've got Auxerre, Ajaccio, toi and Angers.
0: Yes, yeah. Obviously, okay. we knew we knew the ones that were already going. Of those four. We will come on to the situation in the league below next up. But of those four going down, who are the best place to come up? Because come back up. Because I sort of feel in a very weird way. I never thought I would ever say this. I feel like Angers, if if they get things organised in the summer, have probably got the best chance. Just given there's quite a few younger players there. It feels like they're they're cleaning out the the messy situation that was in the back room. Um, and uh, maybe, just maybe, they might be able to get themselves back together. It's going to be a competitive league during next season with the teams that are remaining down there. But, yeah, I, I sort of worry about Ajaccio and Troyes, just given... Uh,
1: yeah, there's, and there's I worry there. about Oxair there because there's rumours. Yeah. A decision will be taken about the management, et cetera. Yeah,
0: Policy is good enough for Liga. I think that's the issue
1: they're going to have. Yeah, and I think you look down obviously at Liga, where we've seen only two come up this year, or coming up, or to be confirmed, or whatever the bug. We'll come onto that in a moment. But there are teams that play better football down there, and I think if Auxerre lose their manager they're going to stop playing the kind of football that could get them back up and I think that might be um problematic shall we say yes I tend
0: to uh tend to agree Andre have a new kit deal so at least they'll get a bit of money uh, <laughs> so that's all that was announced this week just... um yes they're they're, they're off from capita tonight, so good luck to them um I feel like we sort of need to address what happened on Friday night then, which uh, for those who listen to yeah. regularly will, will know, but Ligue 2 came to a conclusion, or did it? Um, so, to put everybody... Let, let's get the easy part out of the way. La Havre are champions. Uh, they got a 1-0 win over Dijon, uh, which in turn sends Dijon down, which we mentioned last week. There's going to be a couple of clubs that are formerly uh, Ligue 1 clubs, who are now disappearing out of existence. Uh, Nîmes and Neom joined them. So Neom also mm. another former Liga club. So congratulations, Lahav. Very well deserved. Despite the sort of wobble towards the end, they have been at the top the whole season. So good luck to them. Now, uh, out of the way, um, well, Nets and Bordeaux, we, we don't know because of the event well, that happened in Bordeaux. Because I
1: was so. watching this in real time. So if I can just butt in a little bit. So Neom mm. are already down. Yeah. Uh, their stadium was closed due to disciplinary issues. They were playing social. And they went one nil up, and then the game was stopped by the referee. And we were originally told this because the Neem Ultras were in the car park outside chucking flares about. Now, when you watch the players come off the pitch and then... The few people who were in the stands, covering their mouths and noses and eyes, you're like, the Ultras will not be chucking tear gas around. So then we were told it was actually the forces of law and order who were outside trying to control the Ultras in the car park, who had inadvertently tear gassed an entire match. so that was uh, suspended for 20 to 25 minutes. And you're thinking, well, that's going to be the big story this evening. And who oh boy were we wrong? Because...
0: I was say, sorry, I didn't want to steal your thunder then. <laughs> you no,
1: know, I mean, because we had this situation where uh, meds were... And Bordeaux were equal on 69 points. Mess had a better goal. Mess were playing at home against Bastia, who were fourth and chippy. And Bordeaux were playing against Rhodes, who were fighting to avoid the drop. And it all went a bit pear-shaped from, from there. So Mess ended up winning 3-2 against Bastia um, despite losing their goalkeeper um Uki Gier, who was injured just before half-time, looked like he'd really hurt his shoulder and Bastia ended up coming back in the second half possibly as a result of Barr coming on as as the replacement goalkeeper, but Sabali got one once he's got, got two, but it was at Bordeaux where we saw the chaos, because they had to win to secure promotion. Mm. And they went down uh, to Rodez in 20 minutes or so, uh, Buedes, um scored. He celebrated. A little enthusiastically, and possibly the wrong area of the pitch, not near the Rodez fans. And uh, a fan gone onto the pitch, he kind of shuffled between uh, one of the banners um, and and the, uh, the fence, and Rodez was pushed over and the match was called off as a result and that's where we've got the big news and the disciplinary committee uh was on monday to try to work out what the hell to do with this because the game was called off it wasn't finished and obviously, this has implications at both ends of the table because Bordeaux are going for promotion and Rhodes are fighting against relegation. And oh boy, again,
0: this this is this is the. I mean, there's so much to, to go into in this, but I've seen some people, um, some people even quite sort of well versed in French football, who've come out with this sort of line of. Oh, it's pathetic, you know. What on earth was, was wadders doing? You know, he's gone down like a sack of spuds when in reality all this guy's done is is give him a shove. Um, I don't subscribe to that because, and I know it's that if but maybe, but this guy could have had a
1: knife, he could have had a bottle. Well, you know this this was something that when it happened on TV, um that was what people were concerned about, and that was what people were talking about. Now mm. Rodez was seen by the Rodez team doctor, but also by uh, an urgentist who's who's a, uh, you know, a paramedic mm. who's on site. Now, you'd imagine if you're a paramedic at a Bordeaux game, you're probably a homer. Yeah. And he was, they said, he was concussed. Commotion cerebral. In which case he couldn't continue. And if you can't continue because of violence, then the referee had to stop the match. And yeah. after I was watching uh Le Keep, uh, their TV station, they were bitching about this after the match, and the guy who was actually at the stadium basically shut them down, saying the the guy the the guy was assaulted. Mm. You can't you can't talk about this, but this is what Bordeaux have said in their letter that they sent on Sunday before the hearing on Monday. Mm. Um, Ridiculous. They're basically saying there wasn't a a full medical report by Mm. an authorised body. It's like, well, he was seen by two doctors who said he was concussed and couldn't continue. So, And uh, Bordeaux were also claiming... The way we've dealt with this yeah. shows how efficient we are. It's like, well, if you were efficient, the guy wouldn't have, wouldn't got, have on got on the pitch. the pitch. Yeah, exactly. So it's, and then there's people arguing, he wasn't on the pitch, he was on the side going. I was like, he was on the grass. Yeah.
0: Like he, was he, on, wasn't, he was on the grass. He wasn't in the stands where he should have been, where his ticket is. You know, he was entering a field of uh, an area of play where he was not and yet.
1: Because I did think, because he was wearing it was a blue polo shirt, mm. dressed almost exactly like one of the journalists who was interviewed afterwards, they might not have immediately realised he wasn't supposed to be there. But there you go. But so that situation is very complicated because obviously if Bordeaux were to win by a certain amount now I think they have to win by five yeah. or they have to win by on, just it is there. five yeah
0: you're right I think it's five, five clear goals yeah. I think if, if it's replayed yeah
1: and this is the problem. because The reason all of these games are played simultaneously is so no one can know Absolutely. exactly what we have to do. Yeah. And obviously, Rodez aren't going to roll over because if they do, they so. go down. Yeah. But... And- they're obviously extremely cross because they were winning that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they were like saying, give us the rollover, but you've got Annecy who were the team with Dijon who could who will go down if Rodez are given the win.
0: Yeah.
1: They're like, well, the fuck we're gonna be relegated because of what? Um, so else so it. it's all it's all extremely confused. And the disciplinary committee, as I say, met on Monday. We've had some preliminary views, but it's going to be a while before they actually come back. They're saying, I think, next Monday. Yeah, week. It's going to be when they they give this. So you've got Mets who think they've gone up. And. Annecy who think they've gone down and Roders who kind of don't know what the hell is happening. And, and it's all just absolute mess.
0: Yeah. On that. It really was a joke. I mean, like, Mets have obviously celebrated like they're going up, and rightly so, because, it, you know, barring anything dramatic, it looks like they're going to go up. Um, sorry to any Annecy fans listening, but I don't think they have a say in this. I, I just don't. They, they lost their game to Perry SC. You know, and I guess I suppose the argument could be, well, if we'd have known what we needed, we would have tried harder, whatever it may be. But they lost the 65th-minute goal. I mean, it's like...
1: But if Rodez had lost against Bordeaux, Anacine would have been safe by two points.
0: Yeah, I... I, Yeah, I just... I I, I sort of feel like, because, yeah, because if... If Rodéa rewarded that win, and, and for me, that's what should happen because oh. um, there, there, there's the argument from those that those who are sceptical of this basically are accusing Bwydos of saying he knew what he was doing. Now, the idea that, you know, as you're celebrating a goal for your team to potentially stay up away at the Matments Atlantique and you think... The idea that he that at any point of his mind, when the guy moved towards him and he thought, hang on a minute, if I go down here, game yep. gets called off. We're going to be fine. There's just no way. There's no way that could be planned. So for me, when
1: Bordeaux were actually claiming that it was one of the Rode's, um substitutes. Yeah. Um, celebrating with him, who may have been holding something, I guess, yeah. a water bottle. Uh, that hit him in the face before no. he was pushed over and it's like
0: you're clutching at straws aren't you Ugh. I mean the, the argument I would have i don't I don't know whether you've got better footage in in France than we did over here. no but
1: everybody's watched the British 47 thing. times and... so, so to me yeah.
0: i i can't I, I can't see at any point why there's being struck like I, I can't like it's inconclusive. Mm. But that, to me, is not the issue here. The issue is a Bordeaux fan entered the field of play. It doesn't matter whether he came in with a, an M16 and shot him up. You know, it doesn't matter. It's the fact he's he the, Bordeaux have not controlled their own fans. And, I mean, whoever this guy is, I hope he's in hiding because what a brainless, oh. moronic decision, which is basically could have cost his club, uh, you know, financially as well as long-term being up in, in the top division, where they, they've been second a long period of the season. Um and, and Roday, I, I think, should be awarded the victory. And that, to me, is the story. And whether Werders was struck or not, as I say, the footage to me looks a bit odd in that he does seem to go down not easily. I think, I mean?
1: Well, no... the, a lot of people are saying, obviously, if that happened on the pitch, hmm. he wouldn't have been. But the thing is, if you're on the pitch, I'm guessing you're expecting yeah. people well, maybe to clatter into you. Whereas Never. in that situation, no, in which case you're not prepared for it. Yeah. And if you are knocked over and bang your head on the floor, then...
0: Yeah, then you, you, you can't know, protect yourself, happens, is, can you?
1: Yeah. That is a, a problem. And also he got a bit tangled up in a colleague as he went down. And, you know, Anything
0: could have caused it, yeah. And, and think back to some of the famous shithouse moments of, of football. I mean, I think back to... David Luis rolling on the floor pretending to be injured and winking at the camera. Like I'm not saying that's the same thing, because it's not, but how many unfair advantages a teams got over the course of a season by diving, for example? Now that's not the same as being hit by a supporter, but it's still potentially making the most of a situation to gain an advantage, which I don't think he's done here. He's just, for whatever reason, you know, and, and I think I'd I think I'd probably be the same. I'd be like, it's like that one with uh newcastle needs recently wasn't there the fans sort of running onto the dugout and and uh, getting an eddie house face i mean how you know, you can't react to that unless it happens can you and you don't know what the circumstances are so to me bordeaux haven't got a leg to stand on the statement they put out was a, just a joke i yep. thought and the response from Rodo w- was was fair i think um to me there can be only one you know only one outcome and that is the game is you know is is ended as a 1-0 but at the at the very worst is played behind closed doors and Rode go into the game 1-0 up but i i feel like even that would be incredibly harsh on them because they did nothing wrong um yep, so, i'm not
1: sure that's a possibility no, no because it shouldn't be. their game was called off
0: and pulled half an hour and Bordeaux should surely play games behind closed doors going into next season for this as well. It shouldn't just be, oh well, the right result happened in the end, so we'll just brush it under the carpet. Like this should not happen. Like it's, it just shouldn't happen. So, yeah. Um, so all of that means, obviously, with that game outstanding, because it is is an asterisk between that game at the moment. But assuming, um, and how it takes another week for them to, I mean, how I just don't understand. But um, if the outcome of that is that the result stands, then as you said, rode will, will stay up and Bordeaux will stay down, quote unquote. And uh, it looks like it looks like Jez will be a happy chappy and Mets will indeed join Love yeah. in Liga next season. And just Mets' final run towards the end of the season almost sort of feel like they deserve it. So, and there was some wild celebrations. I mean, they were uh, they were loving it, and and fair play to them. You know, big club and. Rightly so, and League next season will be pretty tough. I think it's fair to say some big names down there are joined by the four coming down, as we said. But
1: I think, um, also some of the other games that happened, there was a lot going on down mm. in the relegation battle. So, how made themselves safe by beating Con, who were fifth 1 0. Um, Valenciennes lost 2-0 away at Saint-Etienne so they'll be happy that this situation has kind of happened because they're only above Annecy on goal difference if we ignore the Rodez situation yeah. and Laval um, yeah. got themselves out of it with a last minute win against Amiens to stay up so there was a lot of drama even without...
0: Without, uh, without that
1: the yeah. one game I think where there was absolutely apart from Grenoble beating uh, Grenoble losing to Gangant 2-0 the only game where nothing was riding on it <laughs> turned out to be a six goal thriller as yeah. relegated Nort bang bottom of the table drew 3-3 with Kavich yeah. uh, Rouen um, so well done there Chaps for actually, you know, making a, a footballing spectacle of it. Um, but yeah, we won't see New York or Nîmes or Dijon next season, and we wait to see who will be the other one. Because yeah. again, there's four down from dirt to get the whole 18 team thing. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And that and laval by the way four wins out of the last five to stay out that's that's clutch isn't it that's when you really need yeah. to pull out results that, and, on
1: uh... i uh that game got quite a lot of coverage in yeah. amongst all of the other chaos so yeah they um, they're safe up i think valenciana probably heaving a massive sigh of relief yeah just a bit um, yeah. because if rudders do get uh the three points then yeah it's goal difference that i've kept uh, yeah valenciana
0: we'll um we'll of course keep you updated when that decision is met in one of our podcasts in the future um below the this this division it's very complicated in the national and all the way down but one The two teams that are going to be in league done next season are Konkano and Dunkirk, which is uh, quite nice um, to see those two coming up. So they got the two automatic qualification spots. Just one other story in the Nationale. Remember Noltsi? 13th in the Nationale, just mm-hmm. above the uh, relegation. Um, well, I mean, I say just above. They're in that clutch of there's like a playoff thing that goes on and it, they're in that mix. But yeah that's quite the fall from grace for them uh, tumbling down the divisions but um yeah that's where we stand um just before we we do wrap up and we will we are going to do an end of season podcast when jazz is free uh at some point um in the coming sort of week or so so look out for that we're not sure when we're going to do it but we will be doing it we will go into Sort of um, pluses and minuses of teams, then. But have you sort of enjoyed this season, Phil, overall, especially from a league point of view? I mean, it's yeah, it's quite a lot of stories, hasn't there? And yeah, you know, PSG think, not winning the league at a counter is is something different.
1: I think the fact it ended up with them just winning by one point, yeah, is I mean, Lance's um, achievement was huge. Mm. But that was even more huge. We were saying, you know, mathematically they could still do it if etc. and so on. Yeah. And we said it's not going to happen. One point. And the good thing is, I don't think they're going to be banging their heads against a wall about one point. No, because it was um, they have done so well. But if we just look at those games, Lance at home beat PSG 3-1. PSG beat Lance at home 3-1. But Abdul Samad was sent off on 19 minutes. That was the game, wasn't it? And that's why I was kind of surprised that he did get into uh, Laguib's team of the season. Because that's what I know um, our friends at... Uh, get French football news. Have put that out as their kind of um, awkward opinion. Mm. If he hadn't done that, Lawrence would have won. It was never a red card. Looking back, I, I, back I, I, you know, you can't say that. But yes, that was a huge turning Pointable point in that distress. game. Mm. VAR related Even as well. Even the PSG at that time, this was game 31, PSG were just all over the shop. Yeah. with Various things going on. Yeah. You never know. But as we said last week, just really want to see Lance
0: yeah. in
1: the Champions League next season and hope that obviously they're going to lose players. They're going to lose Francais by the sound of things. But hopefully... They can still keep that sense of uh, enthusiasm and commitment, and do something with it.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. It, it is a question of what what could have been. Um, the uh, the deli will will be uh, will, will be a, a raucous uh, place to be for Champions League football under the lights, oh, yeah. as they say, uh, next season. So that be one to look out for, but. Yeah, I, the argument, I guess, could be as well if Lens did win at the Parc de France, which it looked like they were capable of before that red card, you could argue then maybe Marseille would have been back in the race at that point in time as well. So that's that's the woulda, coulda, should Um And from my point of view, I think we've mentioned already, but shout out to Clermont for their incredible mm. season. I think Strasbourg deserves some credit because they were rock bottom at the turn of the year and they, they turned it round, albeit bringing in a familiar face to, to do it. But um, yeah, you, you sort of feel like, it, I, I just felt that like they were dead and buried. I mean, they were gone after such a successful yeah. season last season and to to bring in Frederick Antonetti is almost like a cheat code. It's like the Harry Redknapp of France, isn't it? But yeah, them to stay up. Um, Similar case for Brest, who were also looking doomed at one point in time, pulled themselves out of it. I can't really give Noel credit because of it was, you know, they beat Angers. Well done, like at the end of the season. Um, and then I, I, th- I think other clubs that have overperformed, obviously Lorient have overperformed this season. Toulouse have had a, a very, very good season. If you'd have said to them start the season, mid table comfortably and a cup in the trophy cabinet, I think they'd have bitten your hand off. So credit to them. Um, and despite the end of the season, maybe Lille and indeed Rennes just for, for usurping Monaco yes. and Leon. I think we probably would have had them higher up. Um but yeah it has been it's been an interesting season and uh yeah I think it would be it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a busy summer for a lot of clubs like we mentioned at the off. There is a lot of movement both managerially and players-wise. Um we are gonna lose some of those big names, but the great thing about the League of Talents, as the, the saying is or the strap line is for the there will be plenty more younger players. That will take the place of those established oh, yeah. games that we'll get to watch next season so i uh, i look forward to it um, and plenty more fantastic new kits which is always a good thing of course <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we look forward to that um but yeah good stuff okay so um what happens now well if you're able to watch it women's world cup is coming up in summer so phil you'll be you'll be uh, certainly our, our lady on the ground as far as that goes Um, We've got got
1: the under-21s and under-20s as well, if I'm not mistaken, over the summer. Well, the Toulon Tournament has an under-21 side. Mm. And due to Togo dropping out at the last minute and not being able to be replaced, um, they've scrabbled around for other under-21 and under-20 players in the region who are going to form a selection Mediterranean, who will be playing in the group with Qatar, Mexico and Australia, I think. So, heaven knows how this is going to work out, because the tournament has started. Uh, but we will see maybe some extra uh, French young talent in the tournament, which is going on over the next uh of the next couple of weeks. So lots, lots to look at, but yeah. Um kinda hope they do work out how I can watch the World Cup on TV because that yeah. seems it's <laughs> still
0: still ongoing, isn't it? Yeah. I, I feel like that will get resolved, but yeah, with a timeline and whatnot. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's a very murky one that but, um yeah, and the idea of FIFA preaching about the uh, the rights of, of women's football and that is just makes oh, me a bit ill. it's really,
1: really important. Yeah, it is now because money's it on the line. By a carrier pigeon, I'm just.
0: Yeah, it's just a bit gross, isn't it? Um, sure, should also also mention, of course, the French national team that we touched on last week. with The squad being announced. They face Gibraltar uh, on the sixteenth of June, which I believe is ten days' time. Yes, indeed. Um, followed up by a home tie gates Greece, that's in the Euro qualifiers. Uh, and they face Ireland on the 7th of September. So, obviously, we'll be back into the regular season then. So, two fixtures over the summer for France as well. Um, be interesting to see how they get on. So, plenty to uh, look forward to. As for us, um, basically, we don't have a plan. So, we are naturally yeah. going to take a... We've
1: a, never had a plan. We've never first. had a plan. Let's be honest. <laughs> no
0: that's fair we will take some uh some well-earned time off of course so uh basically when we decide to do some pods they will pop up uh, we have got a few specials lined up like we said last week's show that will be sporadically sprinkled throughout the summer um and we will nip on here and there i'm sure if anything sort of major happens we will be doing an end of season special probably in the within the next week or so i would imagine we're just gonna see what our schedules are like and line them up so we can get jazz on as well but Yeah, that will be the one where we probably give a a kind of a rating out of 10 for all the clubs and and go down in a deep dive. So that will be our our official end of season pod. But um, yeah, keep uh, keep your eyes peeled because there'll be a few bits and bobs happening over that summer period. So we won't leave you high and dry, dear listener. Uh, But we will be back for the start of what will be what, the 23-24 season, how time flies. And um, we'll be able to cover all the ins and outs, all the comings and goings of managers and God knows what else. And, of course, the kits, like I said earlier. But, um, <laughs> in,
1: you are in, just such a passionista, Chris. Well, I mean,
0: you know, I, I, I can't afford them anymore because have you seen how much football kits are these days? Oh, it's ridiculous. I me, mean, the like...
1: the Montpellier Pride kit would have been 105 euros. Oh, if it's... The number on the back of the number's the best fit. Uh, exactly. I, I'm
0: just happy that I, I managed to get my hands on that L'Oreal special tattoo jersey i managed to get one of those and i'm happy with that that's my haul for the summer um and the amount of stress it caused me to get it to the uk due to brexit etc um <laughs> I, I won't be buying any more for any any new uh, or any new shirts for any period of time coming up but as i said that leon home shirt is a bit a bit tasty so i might have a look at that um if if the, the right shop presents me with the right offer but um Anyway, we'll save that for another day. But um, yeah, enjoy your summers. Uh, have you got anything planned, Phil? Are you going to be doing anything exciting other than watching the Women's World Cup, if you can?
1: Well, um, the, uh might have flights to Berlin at noon. so I might go and see me aunt and uncle. You never yes. know. Splendid stuff.
0: I well, enjoy that. Uh, I will not be, unfortunately. I will be here pretty much all summer, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, I should be keeping a close eye on all those transfers and uh, waxing lyrical about how many good players are um going to other leagues, which sort of makes me happy and proud and also makes me kind of sad at the same time. So, mm. plenty to uh, keep her eye on. But, um, on behalf of myself, and I'm sure Phil will say the same, thank you to everyone who's listened and uh, dropped us a tweet here and there or a message here and there. Um, somebody actually got in touch on my Instagram the other day um just to to link me to an article about the funniest moments of french football throughout the season so um thank you to you uh i'll actually just mention the name it was uh something is the the name on instagram so yeah thank you to you um that was that did provide me with uh quite a lot quite a lot of enjoyment so i went scrolling through there so thank you to everyone who's lo- who's tuned in and listened um schedule for next year like i say when we know a bit more we'll let you know um, but expect probably much much more of the same in the 23-24 season so Phil thank you very much for not just today but this season until our uh, end of season show so thank you for today thank you and uh, on behalf of obviously Jazz and uh, Richie who started the season off with us before life got in the way uh, thank you to both of them uh, like I say we will be back sooner than later before you know it the season will be underway once again you cannot rest Rest. Be back, uh, but yes thank you very much for listening um, whatever you choose to do over the summer do enjoy it and keep representing your French football but until then enjoy your break and uh, we look forward to speaking to you again in the end of season review many thanks speak to you soon